Hi, I'm Dr. Adrienne McKeon, AKA the Story Whisperer. I'm here to help creators of all stripes to discover, shape, and share the narrative gems buried within them. This season, 2020 Hindsight, is all about recognizing both the challenges we overcame and the unexpected gifts we received from the unprecedented events of the year 2020. Life handed us a jar of expired olives, and we each made our own unique version of a quarantini. And if these inspirational stories should happen to inspire you to share yours, well, that's allowed. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's Allowed podcast. I'm your hostess, Dr. Adrian McKeon. And today we have Shreya Shadagar. Please introduce yourself. Hello, very happy to be here. Thank you. Um, I'm Shreya. I also go by the pen name of Cheya. I am a recent graduate from the University of Chicago. I was also uh, formerly acting CEO at Famous Founder, which was previously known as Suit Social Media. I work in digital marketing as well as in storytelling. It's my dream to tell and sell stories which inspire people to be kinder, braver, and more loving. And so to that extent, I um, help market stories. I also write fiction. I'm currently working on my second YA fantasy novel, and I write a fantasy serialization for girlsoup.blog. Which is awesome, by the way, and you should definitely check it out. <laughs> so, oh, Shreya, kinder, braver, these are all such important things. So let's talk a little bit about what you think the story is that the world is not getting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you want me to talk about like my own personal story that I don't think the world is hearing or a story just in general that I think the world needs to hear that I'm trying to write for the world? Let's start with your story. Okay. Okay. My story. Um, actually, as I'm now actively looking for new opportunities of work, one of the things that I found very challenging in my own story and selling this is just, uh, is the... The idea of versatility, I think, often gets conflated with being a jack of all trades rather than a master of none. And as you might have gone from my intro, I'm very interested in a variety of things. I mean, I entered university, recruited to play varsity soccer, and then I ended up starring in university theater productions instead of continuing with soccer um, due to some surgeries. And so, as you can see, I have a very wide range of interests. And in my mind, they're all interconnected. I think that uh, for my main life's goal, business and creative are very interrelated. And especially in the US and in this time, you can't really reach a wide audience with any story unless you have good marketing behind it. So to that extent, I guess in terms of myself and my own story, just the idea that, um, a variety of interests and experiences can often um, add into not someone who's generalized, but who specialized in a unique way. Awesome. So I just wanted to, I, I, that expression, jack of all trades, master of none, people end it there, but it actually goes on from there. Uh, and, and I love that it's actually saying something different than you think it is. So it's jack of all trades, master of none, but better than master of only one. Ooh, I did not know that. That's that's very interesting. Yes. So it actually flips it around in the in, at, at the end there, but people don't know that. So yeah. I always like to to bring that to people's attention because I actually do think it's so important for us to all give all of our gifts. Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I think we often limit ourselves and think, well, this is my lane and I have to stay in my lane. Like, no, you have to give all of your gifts and they can be so wide ranging. So that's excellent. So what would you say is like, if you were to give, go back to, you know, your teenage self and give yourself some great advice, what would you say? Mm, I would say maybe just like live and enjoy things for fun. I mean, I've always been very like head down hard work and that's it. And that's like how you get success. And so it was, (laughs) It was grind out for tests, grind out for practice, stay behind it, practice for soccer and um, and just and just work and work and work. And that's where I think a lot of like my teenage years went, whereas like my friends would be like, oh, we're going for like a spring break trip. And I'd be like, oh, but I'm doing X, Y and Z. So I can't. Um, And now as I'm also a writer and I've kind of gotten over the technical hump of writing, you know, which is where you have to do the grinding and the learning of of um, of skills. uh, The next step, I guess for future growth as a writer is just to live life and to experience life. And so now I'm like, oh, maybe I should have. <laughs> and maybe I'm going to try now. Yeah. That's so true. I think creative living is one of the most underrated, important things to do with your life, especially as a, you know, as a writer, as a, someone who's expressing yourself. I think all of us really are creators and need to get diverse input so that we can have more interesting output. Um, but especially when you are, have dedicated your life to creating, you know, expressive bits of fiction or whatever it is. It's so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So tell us a little bit more about your journey to there. Okay. Um, sure. So I guess we can start from the very beginning. I was born in, <laughs> I was born in Michigan um, and I had played soccer my whole life. I had basically got into the highest level that I could at my age. And then my um, family moved. My family had moved before we had lived in Seoul, Korea for a couple of years, which was very fun. But I was a little too young to like, for that, for that to like really impact me. Um, and then, but at the end of high school, for my last two years of high school, we moved to India then as well. And um, right before moving out, I had gotten a verbal commitment from the University of Chicago to play soccer there. So I locked that down and then left to India and had a bunch of cool experiences there, I guess. Um, I got to continue playing soccer, make friends from all over the world at the international school that I went to there. And then um, also dabbled in some other sports. I played volleyball and basketball as well. And then came back here um, to play uh, soccer in college and to go to the University of Chicago. And then um, ended up finding out one week before preseason that I needed surgery. And then, um, and kind of in dealing with that, and also when I, my family had moved to India, I had a lot more free time on my hands because um, whereas soccer in the US was taking up 50 hours of time my week, uh, soccer in India was just not to that extent. And so, um, so I had already started working on writing at that point and I, and I kind of put together this whole life's plan for myself, which I called Project AAE, which I thought would represent author, actress, and entrepreneur. Um, and so I started working towards those goals by the writing side of it. And then when the surgery happened, when I entered college, I thought, okay, maybe this is an opportunity to get involved in the acting side of things. So I went and dabbled in some theater and then I found out I needed another surgery. So soccer kind of got taken out of the question. 
Um, and at that time, I like fully merged into the into the theater crowd, the RSOs, and started actively participating there. Um, and then continued to write. And so basically, um, it kind of even though it was a very jarring and sad thing to have lost soccer, it worked out in my favor because I was able to spend a lot of my college years focusing on the creative, the writing and the acting. And that's also when I started working at Suit Social Media, which, as you know, is a very was a very small company. Um, and so when I entered, I, I got to have a very entrepreneurial role and I got to basically um, end up running it in a lot of ways. And so that experience was also extremely valuable. Um, and so, so it was through, I guess, these various experiences that have kind of been growing on the creative side, as well as the business minded side. And of course, being at UChicago, I learned a lot in classes and a lot from friends and my communities. And uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about 2020. Okay. What was the greatest obstacle that you overcame and what was the greatest gift of that year? Sure. Um, let's see. I, I had a lot going on in 2020 and, and creeping into 2021 at the end of the pandemic or like where we're at right now. Um, and what's interesting is a lot of it was like coincidental with the pandemic. Um, I'm very fortunate and grateful not to have had anyone close to me who was hurt by the coronavirus. Um, my, the closest scare that I've had was my oldest brother is a medical resident. And so he was on active duty in the front lines, but, um, knock on wood, he's been safe. So, um, so on that front, I haven't had to deal with anything crazy, but, um, this was also my final year of college. And um, it was also, I guess, just a time to be like uh, grinding out for like that last year of college. So I would already be either spending a last hurrah with my friends or I would be um, studying, I guess. And because the going out thing wasn't happening, um, that, that turned into a lot of time alone in a room. And um and for like a variety of other reasons, there's a lot of mental health up and downs. And I guess just maybe the greatest obstacle is forced introspection <laughs> when you're mm -hmm. stuck in four walls, there's not much else to look at within yourself. And so, um, and so I guess that made me question a lot of what I wanted to do, where I was going. I, I came to a pretty cool realization, I guess, maybe something that came out of this, which is that um, a lot of my stress and anxiety surrounding my dreams comes from a place of uh, confusing the idea of, of goals and, and my own dream and mission. So my dream and mission is something I mentioned earlier, which is to tell and sell stories which inspire people to be kinder, braver, and more loving. But I had been confusing that with my goals of, I want to publish a best-selling novel, and I want to act in a blockbuster film. And those are things which, while I'm trying my best to achieve those goals, uh, just from pure luck have a very real chance of not working out and so that to me was very stressful because I'm like that's all I want to do with my life and that won't happen and so now what do I do I'm just gonna be miserable forever um but no because if I looked a little bit deeper it wasn't actually that I wanted to like be a star star is that I wanted to have a platform and the financial freedom to give back to various communities I wanted to uh, write words that would make people smile and cry and at the end of the day feel a little bit happier about life um, and so so I guess that was a pretty important realization that came out of that whole process um, yeah <laughs> yeah very important realization I mean that sounds almost like the gift as well of 2020 mm -hmm. 
Yeah. 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 I would say that that definitely bleed it into that for sure. Yeah. So you have this massive obstacle, which is this kind of forced introspection, which ends up also kind of being the gift. I always say, you know, the problem is the solution. And I find right. that so often is the case that, you know, we're looking and looking to like solve the problem. And actually it, it is the problem itself <laughs> that contains the solution. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it just also encouraged me to take more time to to think and reflect on things. Like I mentioned, I often have my head down, working hard, and I think when you're doing that for a long time, you 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 fail on a couple accounts. One is to just celebrate your own small achievements and and enjoy those small pieces, and also to just I guess enjoy enjoy life. And that goes back to what I had wanted to tell my younger self, which is that um, sometimes it's good to like literally stop and smell roses. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's so important to, to re-examine your own goals and really see if they are in alignment with your values. You know, I definitely went through that same thing. I think every, you know, aspiring actress writer does the same thing where it's like, I want to be famous, 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 famous. Uh, and then I got a little taste of fame and figured out that it was not what it was cracked up to be at all. Not actually what I was going for at all. What I really wanted was, you know, to be good, like to, to create actual worthy, valuable stuff for people. Um, but I think that also gets you on this track of like trying to get into other people's heads and thinking like, well, what do they want? You know, mm -hmm. and, and the bottom line is that you can only create stuff that, that you think is good. <laughs> like You can only really create <laughs> stuff that you like and then hope that somebody else likes it too, you know? Right. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a. That is a conundrum, but I think that's also, it's also a very fun and rewarding thing to be doing, to being able to create things that you enjoy to consume. Yeah. I think I, I always get the most excited about my writing when I'm editing and I find myself just like lost in the story again. And I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, I'm supposed to be editing this. <laughs> this is why I always hire an editor because it is so hard. You know, you can't see it from the outside. Like you're in it, you know, right. you really need somebody else to have that that outside perspective for sure. Right. Definitely. <laughs> well, tell us more about your process, like your writing process. Okay, sure. Um, so my writing process has been something which I was struggling with a lot in the last few years um, because I was really, I just, I mean, I would describe it like I had just walked into a room and it was pitch black and I was feeling for a canvas and colors and I was trying to slap something on there um, because I really, I didn't have any of like the technical vocabulary. I had done like zero research on the process of writing. I had just started writing a novel and then I had been editing that same novel for five years, just pounding at it. Um, it was actually thanks to a couple of classes that I had taken at university that I started to understand uh, more structural and technical components of writing, um, which basically helped me put down my first novel and realize that was the book I took to write, to learn how to write books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, and so with this, with these newer projects, I have a more, um, secured process, which is, I, I enjoy world building the most. That's why I like writing in fantasy. Yeah. And so I, I generally, I take, that's usually my first step is to just flesh out the world and the characters and and I'll do a bunch of like fun exercises like I'll take um like you know those like BuzzFeed quizzes of like 
which celebrity are you or like whatever and I'll like do those but like in character with like various main characters in my my stories um and then I'll like record all of that and then I'll start to think about like the journey like what is wrong with these characters right now where do they need to go and then what is it about that world that can make that journey super unique in terms of plot and then I really get into plotting I am super type a so I love organization and I'm about to become pretend like I'm sponsored by Milano even though I'm not but Milano is like the best plotting software I've ever used uh because it's just the way that you can like organize different ideas and connect them and like the variety of tools that you can use on this software is just so fun I like lose myself in plotting there um so then I plot out the story and then I go through and I churn out a draft and I usually write first drafts very quickly because I'm really good at just writing crap sorry I don't know if I say that but um but yeah so I do that and I just don't worry about it um and I like usually set set like very strict deadlines for myself even if the writing will suck I'm gonna finish this many pages in this many words and what I often find is actually even if I'm like not in the mood to write and I feel like my writing sucks by like the 400th word that I'm writing that day the writing will be flowing again like it's sometimes just getting over that initial hump but so then I I turn out that draft and then uh, I like to take some time away from from the first draft and then I go back and then I have um, a couple editing rounds I'll do a uh, developmental structural editing um this is mainly for the novel for serializations it's a bit different because your writing as time goes on yeah um but yeah so I'll do I'll do structural edits which um, for anyone who doesn't know, are our big picture edits, removing, adding subplots, changing point of, points of view, et cetera. Um, and then I'll go in and I'll do copy edits line by line for prose, and then I'll give it a proofread, and then I'll hand it off to a workshop of critique leaders, readers, so other uh, so friends and peers who are writers themselves and can give me yeah. like very technical feedback. And then from those edits, then I'll hand them off to beta readers. So that's like friends and family who just like reading and can be like, oh, this feels weird. Or I feel like this happened too fast. And then I can figure out where the problem is. Um, and then depending on what state the novel is in at that point, I might do the whole process again. And then um, I guess at the end of the day, I give it one more proofread and then send out queries. <laughs> that's, the, that's the long story. <laughs> I love it. So many great nuggets in there. So much good stuff. I feel like it's like so many people just get intimidated by the process of like starting. And Mm. I absolutely love that idea of just focusing on world building and character building first. Like, don't try to actually sit down and write something, you know, uh, right away. Just get immerse yourself in the world for a little bit. I think that's such great advice, not just for writers, But for entrepreneurs, think about your personas, you know, get inside the mind of the tribe that you're trying to solve problems for, you know, think about as an actress, like take quizzes as, as your character. That's such great advice and really helps you empathize with the people that you're trying to collaborate with, work with, help out. Right. Absolutely. Definitely agree. And I think that even jumping off of that, if, if it's someone's issue to just get started, then I think just figure out what you like love the most about why you're trying to do it and then start yeah. there. And then the more annoying parts, so if you like really hate structure and plotting and things like that, then just save that for the end or like save that for another point, like to get started, do the things that you're very excited about. And that might be world building. It might be character building. It might be just like reading samples in the same genre, whatever it is, as long as like you're doing anything towards the goal, then you're moving forward. And that's, that's a great place to start. 
I completely agree. Yeah. I also always say, you know, don't, don't think of it as a book at first, just start writing and let it tell you what it is because Mm -hmm. maybe it isn't a book. Maybe it's a serial piece, like, like, like you're doing. Um, Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's just a short story. Like you don't really know, or maybe it's a play. You don't really know what it is until you start writing it and and then it'll tell you. Right. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. That's great advice. So do you have any other um, kind of nuts and bolts advice for aspiring writers out there? Um, I recently read a book called um, Save the Cat, and I fully forgot the author's name, even though he's very famous. And it's actually it's actually a book for screenwriting, um, but specifically chapters like three to five, I think would be helpful for anyone who's doing any type of storytelling, whether that be filmmaking, novel writing, like nonfiction writing, even structuring any type of story. It's so helpful Um, because I think a lot of times something that like really scares people, especially in the editing process, is figuring out what's wrong with a story. It's like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like my favorite book, but like, why is writing so ephemeral? Why is writing so subjective? Like, there's no such thing as the right answer. And I don't know how to fix it. Well, um, well, like really like understanding and synthesizing structure and other technical terms in writing is something that I found to be the most helpful in those situations, because suddenly you have a name and you have a crystallization and and, um, and just a, a way to see problems and to diagnose them. And then when you're able to diagnose a problem, it's much easier to treat it. So um, that's something I found very helpful. That's very true. One thing I always tell aspiring, you know, story writers, story, storytellers of any, any type is that when it comes down to it, storytelling is all about ramping up tension and relieving tension. And mm-hmm. so your problem is 99, you know, 0.999% of the time going to be either you need to ramp up tension here, or you need to relieve some tension here. One or the other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, I think we'll transition now. I'm going to do a little exercise that I really like to do with folks who come on my podcast. So if you can just close your eyes for a moment and take a nice deep breath. And as you breathe in, I just want you to picture colored light coming into your body. And then you can tell me what color the light was. Red. Nice. Try it again. See if it's the same or different. Still red. Still red. Nice. All right. Got some good uh, base chakra work going on here. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wave a magic wand over here. And once I do that, everything that you deeply desire will come to pass here in this moment. And I want you to just tell me what's the first thing you see. So magic wand waved. What is the first thing you see in this perfect ideal world that now is? Um, just got uh, representation for writing from one of my favorite um, topics of an of a writing agent. Fantastic! So I want you to celebrate that. How are you going to celebrate? Well, I'd probably cry a little, and then um, probably <laughs> pop a bottle of champagne um, with my family, and um, and I guess yeah, just eat some good food. 
That's how I celebrate. So I want you to see yourself there in this uh, group surrounded by your friends and your family. You can see in their eyes just how proud they are of you and how supportive they are of what you've accomplished here. And I want you to just soak that in for a moment. Just tell me what that feels like. It's, um, it's wonderful beyond words. And what can you hear in this space? A lot of um, laughs and I love yous and yeah. Beautiful. Now I want you to look around and you can see your books on, on the shelves. And people are asking if you can autograph copies for them. And so you're doing that a little bit. And then somebody comes to you and sort of confesses to you that your writing had more of an impact on them than you ever knew. And I want you to, again, just take a moment to kind of hear this conversation and tell me what it is. Mm, yeah, I think... Um, I think that might just be the epitome of fulfillment for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What can you smell in the space? Mm, banana bread. Yum. <laughs> so someone's making you fresh baked banana bread, knowing yes. how much you love it. <laughs> just, you feel really nurtured and taken care of here. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to go someplace else. This is kind of a, a secret spot. This is your sort of happy place that you like to go to. Describe it for me. Hmm. I think that might just be in any small room with my laptop. Um, just with the with a word document open i want you to feel that flow that ideas are just coming almost faster than you can type them in just you are on that moving sidewalk of inspiration and working hand in hand with inspiration to just create this thing and you know it's good you can tell even as you're writing it, you're like, oh, this is good. This is really, really good. And then something even more unexpectedly wonderful occurs. What is it? Hmm. I get a, a call from an agent that the stories are being adapted by a, a well-known network into a series, a TV series. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to push it even further. They want you to play one of the characters. Yeah, that would be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so now I want you to actually see yourself there on set. And people are treating you with just this incredible amount of respect because not only are you an actress here, you are the creator of this entire world. 
and someone comes up to you and asks you a question about something, maybe something small, but it just feels so good to be consulted. All right. You can open your eyes. How was that? That was um, a very lovely exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's nothing like that kind of visualization to, um, to keep me motivated and inspired. Yeah. So I really recommend that you do that, you know, regularly. Um, I always like to make a little slideshow. I just go on to Animoto and I make a little, you know, slideshow where I find some visuals that just remind me of that space. And then I put music behind it that really gives me that lift. I actually um, recorded my own uh, power song, <laughs> as I like to call it. So I put that behind it and then I do little motions and stuff just to kind of bring the whole thing together. And I do that every morning and it really just like sets me on the right path. Yeah, that's amazing. What a great habit. I love yeah. that. It's great. So one more question before we go, what do you do when you get stuck? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I do. I have a couple, a couple different go-tos. I like to, as I mentioned, I really love sports, even though I can't play competitively contact sports anymore. Um, I, I still like to get out and get active, even if it's just going for a run or even a walk preferably in like nature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just about pushing through it. Like I'll maybe try writing something else or I'll try writing some mm. poetry or I'll like um, take a book from my bookshelf and then like take a side character from and like write a fan fiction for that or something. Um, I could do that. And then the last thing is probably just um, talk to people like I, I really love people I think I'm as extroverted as you could possibly be and so um I just enjoy being with people so that might just be like my roommate or um someone else who's around I'll just grab them and like let's just chat what's going on in your life right now <laughs> yeah yeah just talk through stuff that really I, I'm an external processor too so that's that's a big one for me mm -hmm. so what do you what last thought do you want to leave the listeners with <sighs> Um, maybe to just, uh, keep moving forward every day. I think that a lot of things felt like they came to a standstill, um, especially hindsight on 2020. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess sometimes like we've already kind of talked about the, the mountain of getting started on any, on any new thing, whether that be writing a whole novel, <laughs> or um, whatever it is that you, that you wanna do that can feel quite crazy. But I guess um, the bottom line is to just keep moving forward and just keep yeah. stepping forward, yeah. Just take directionally correct steps. It yeah. doesn't have to be a huge leap, just a step. That's right, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. So where can the people at home find you and your writing and your acting and everything else that you put out there? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, I am on all social medias except Twitter because Twitter kind of scares me. Maybe one day I'll get to it. <laughs> but, um, but specifically Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, 
at Stories by Chaya, and that's C-H-A-Y-A, Stories by Chaya, um, on all those accounts. And I post there regularly for updates on my writing and acting. And then um, if you visit girlsoup.blog, you'll be able to find new chapters released there, as well as a bunch of other really cool content, ranging from um, editorials to playlists. We have really cool DJ on the team. Uh, yeah, 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 check it out. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. This has been very lovely. Thank you so much for being here to witness that. After all, a story with no audience to receive it is like a plant with no soil to take root in. If you found this episode worthwhile, please pass it on. And if you've got a story the world just isn't quite getting, I'm here to help. Check out my website, thatsallowed.com, to get your free ideal scene meditation and start releasing your masterpiece today.